Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The 11 to 1 Show. Being grateful not only makes you feel better, but it could actually save your life. More on this on the way. First, here's John Farnham. You're listening to LMFM's 11 to 1. John Farnham, you're the voice. And can I just check the calendar? Yeah, I'm definitely not gone mad. It's November 7th, yeah? Not December 7th. November 7th. I was out for a walk last night and saw two houses in the same estate, fully decked with Christmas decorations. And it's just November 7th. It's like every year this baffles me. It's getting earlier and every earlier. It really is. But surely be to God, November 7th is way too early. I'm not even going to have mine up for the toy show this year. No, because the toy show is going to be like the 24th of November. No, like, it, you know, December 1st, always the first sort of Friday in December. That's when I'm doing it. You know what I mean? Not before that. And definitely not November 7th. This has to be a record in 2023. November 7th. Is this the earliest that we've seen Christmas trees up? Does anyone else in the Northeast have their tree up even before this <laughs> pure madness like I love a tree I love a Christmas tree I love the decorations in December I just think I'm going to get bored of it do you know what I mean because even once you see when you go back to work as well like kind of around the 2nd of January I'm like oh take it down take it down <laughs> it's too depressing I have to get rid of it now it's over now till next year and some people happily keep their tree up you know what I mean we have a seasonal tree up in an office in this building. I look that's another that's a story for another day. And it's all Jerry Kelly's fault. I'm just gonna put that out there. But I'm wondering, have you seen the halls decked in your local area already? Let me know. 086-1800-658. Ariana Grande one last time. There's a house in Carlingford. It's decorated since November first, says Kevin. Mm. Sean has seen a few up and dock this week as well. Um, somebody else, I'm with you. There's uh, December is definitely enough time for the Christmas tree. Is it that people sort of have decorated the house for Halloween? They're taking the Halloween decorations down, so they're going to go up to the attic anyway, and they just spy that little twinkle of a fairy light or a little silver of a bit of tinsel, and they just go, ah, look, we're in the decoration mode anyway. Like, 
you know, I can kind of see that element of it. I'm going to play, blame COVID anyway, because I don't think there was any of this malarkey before COVID, was there? We just needed something to cheer us up in 2020. So everyone was decking the halls really early in, in COVID. So I don't know if it's just followed on since that. I don't know. But I just feel it's a little early. It's a little early for me. Uh, now, I just want to let you know, Cara Cancer Support Centre, they are hosting a coffee morning and a fashion show. It is happening this Thursday from 10am to 1.30pm in the Oriel Centre, Dundalk Jail on the Carrick Road. Going to be a really enjoyable event and it's going to be a great opportunity to get some inspiring ideas for the festive season. You could pick up an outfit or a gift as well. So as well as the fashion show, there's going to be a selection of new and pre-loved clothes. I am such a fan of rummaging around in pre-loved stuff. I really am. Big, big fan of that. Pre-loved designer handbags as well and also handcrafted uh, goods to purchase as well. So the, you can also donate as well. So if you are having a wardrobe clear out, I have a black bag currently at the top of the stairs. Uh, if you're doing that, they will accept them as well. There's also going to be live music, spot prizes and lots of delicious treats, tea and coffee, that kind of thing as well. Now, the support centre, they opened their charity shop at uh, 3 to three four Williams Place during the summer. Already, it's proving really popular with bargain hunters and those looking for sustainable fashion options. We've chatted about this on the show lots and lots of times. And you would be surprised the items that some people donate. I have picked up designer stuff. I really have with labels still on. Fab. Fab, fab things. The shop is uh, next door to the support centre, which of course is offering a range of services to those affected by cancer, including one-to-one counselling, reflexology, spiritual healing, as well as group therapies as well, including Tai Chi, which I've never tried, crochet and knitting and also yoga. They're also on hand to advise people as well about supports and things like that and that's um, necessary for them. So the Coffee Morning Fashion Show happening at the centre, uh, Oriel Centre in Dundalk Jail uh, from this, uh, this coming Thursday from 10am until 1.30pm and all support there. Greatly appreciated. Now, did you know practising gratitude not only is a good for our health, but it could actually save your life. More details on the way. The 11 to 1 show. Just a reminder, Drogheda and District Chamber, they have announced their Christmas lunch. It's going to happen on Friday, December 15th in the D Hotel. And this year they have a fantastic guest speaker. It's Enda O'Doherty, mountaineer, endurance athlete and inspector inspirational speaker. Now the places are really limited for this okay so for more information or to book tickets you can contact Brenda by emailing brenda at drahadachamber.ie so that's happening the 15th of December in the D Hotel. Lewis Capaldi with Forget Me. You know one of the big lessons I've learned from the guests that feature on this show and there are people from all walks of life that feature on the show and this is you know in the last four years that I've been on the air this keeps coming back to me again and again and it's something that is so so simple crops up all the time and I often forget about it and it's about gratitude and now I'm learning that being grateful not only makes you feel better but it could actually save your life so Maynooth University researchers have found that practising gratitude could actually reduce the risk of having a heart attack. So they studied over 900 people 
and uh, and how basically the, the study was on how strongly they agreed with the statements. I have so much in my life to be thankful for and how grateful they felt to a wide variety of people. So this is kind of what they were studying. The results showed those who expressed the most gratitude were less likely to have a heart attack within the next four to nine years. But only if stressful situations, of course, as well, increase their heart rate. Like there is a bit of science kind of around this, but there's a huge amount of research, not just in Maynooth University, but just in general on the benefits that gratitude has on not just your psychological well-being, but your physical well-being as well. It's a huge, huge thing. And an awful lot of the time that I you know, speak to various different people about different things that might be going on in their life, they go back to this like, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. This is what I hear cropping up all the time. Now, gratitude doesn't mean, you know, going around going, oh, everything's great. Everything's great. And being in denial about what's going on with you. No. Cultivating gratitude is kind of what you do is you kind of focus your time and attention on what is going well in your life. So you could be going, OK, I'm feeling healthy. That could be the first thing, you know. I've got a roof over my head. That could be the second thing. It could be as simple as, you know, I'm enjoying this cup of tea I have. Whatever it is, it could be very, very little things. And uh, what they say is your psychological well-being depends less on the things that happen to you and more on the things you pay attention to. So gratitude then shifts your brain's attention uh, around this. And it sort of opens us up. It connects us to really simple, ordinary things that we otherwise sort of take for granted in our lives. So very interesting. So there you go, more more research into this that practising gratitude could in fact save your life. Maria McKee, show me heaven. Want to dedicate that one to Pamela Fox. You're in Clarehead and it's your birthday today. Want to wish you a happy birthday. That's coming in from John and Pauline Conlon, Carntown on the Balmakenny Road there. They're wishing you a very, very happy birthday. So hope you're having a fab day. Now, an auction with a difference. There's going to be key figures from Irish and international history as well as items from pop culture at this auction. We're going to find out more about this with Niall Mullen. He's an antique Steeler, he's going to join us next. The 11 to 1 show. Imagine getting your hands on a signed basketball by Michael Jordan or an original Muhammad Ali versus Joe Frazier match programme. Or maybe you'd love to sport a Ferrari jacket belonging to Eddie Irvine or Michael Schumacher. Well, now is your chance because next week a unique auction is being held at Gormley's Auctions. This sale is bringing together key figures from Irish and international history as well as items from pop culture. Joining me now to tell us more about this is Niall Mullen from Niall Mullen Antiques. He's put this event together. Niall, you're very well. Welcome. Thank you, Sinead. Great to have you on. Now, talk about a treasure trove of stunning pieces here, Niall. Everything from rare first edition books from the 1900s to an official Ferrari's driver simulator. I mean, there's a lot going on here, isn't there? There's an, there's an awful lot going on, Sinead. And we like to think that everything has uh, an Irish link. Obviously, Michael Schumacher was German, but he got his break in Formula One from Eddie Jordan. So we're, we're claiming him and we have his jacket and Eddie Irvine's jacket from the 1999 Barcelona Grand Prix and it's signed and the simulator works and we know that he used it in 2006. So that's probably one of the sporting highlights along with the Michael Jordan signed ball. And again, we have that wonderful um, programme from the 1972 uh, boxing match in, in Crow Park 
and we claim him because his maternal grandmother was also Irish. Um, so yeah, that's that's one of the things. And Che Guevara, we have his lighter. He was diverted into Shannon Airport, and he bought a lighter which he called a lucky Irish lighter. And then he went to battle one time. And he lost that battle, and um, he gave the lighter to to uh, Fidel Castro's mistress, and said it's no longer the lucky lighter; it's actually the unlucky lighter. And we had that as well. Amazing. So everything has, as you say, a tie to Ireland, which is really unique about this. But how does somebody like yourself get, you know, your, your hands on, on on a lighter like this or a Ferrari simulator? Or am I asking you to give up trade secrets here now, Niall? No, it's not trade secrets. It was just a little uh, something that myself and a gentleman kind of got involved and we said, let's just try and assemble a collection of unique objects. And there was a thought process maybe of doing a museum or a shop at one stage, and then with some other people who had interesting items like the the Stallone um, sledgehammer and the the Arnie Schwarzenegger. Um, so he came to me also, and I thought, well, look, let's put it together and have one event where we have 50, 60 items, test the market and see where what's called collectibles, Sinead, see, mm. see where that market's at. And it's, it's interesting. There's bidding across the board on various things, uh, the the only highbrow thing that has a really good bid is the Ulysses first edition. There's twenty thousand four hundred pounds in that currently. Oh no! But listen, it, you can keep Ulysses. I tried to read that in college. Forget about it. It's not happening. But I can see this appeal, as you say, it's a rare edition. Yeah, absolutely. There's only there's a thousand of the first edition, and it's not a new book by any manner of means, and the condition is immaculate, and that's why this particular one has. Um, a big value but again these objects are bucket list you can mm. use the simulator you're not going to light a cigarette from the lighter obviously you're going to put it in the glass cabinet you know the Jackie Onassis letters they're all going to be behind protective glass but there's something that you could buy and say well I know that nobody else has this because these are unique you can't you can't say that you know you can get Che Guevara's second lucky lighter because it's not even if he has one, it wasn't bought in Shannon Airport. Yes. And I would hope that if people were interested, and there's, there's things from 200 euros upwards, mm-hmm. it's not all 10 and 20,000, and that maybe these could be something you could give to the next generation when you leave for the Elysian Fields, a little legacy you could leave. Such a good idea, because I did see a very unique U2 poster on there. And I mean, like you say, you know, that could absolutely stand the test of time if that was handed over to somebody. And it's a really cool looking poster as well. It's a one of a kind, isn't it? That, that's linked to Lorcan Murray, who's still a DJ on, on Lyric. That's oh, yes. His brother, his dear brother, Brendan Murray, who was a promoter for like Pete Aiken. And unfortunately, he was killed in a car crash. So that's in the Brenda Murray collection. And again, that was that was done when they were they were printing the the posters in the local print shop and going around and putting them on with paste. It wasn't the, mm. the U2 juggernaut that we see nowadays. So yeah. very rare Irish memorabilia. Again, if you like U2, if you don't like U2, it's still a good investment. Yeah, oh, it's definitely an investment. Now, you know, you talked about collectibles and you meet collectors an awful lot in your in your work. Now, the only thing I've ever collected, Niall, was the things that came out of cereal boxes. Do you know what I mean? Uh, but like you meet serious collectors of, of the rare and beautiful in this line of work. Do they come out of the, the woodwork when something like this happens from all over the world? Well, I suppose if, if you have an Irish lineage and you've done well for yourself in America or Canada or the UK, and you say, well, look, I want a, a piece of home. I want something that reminds me. And I've ma- I've done well. So there are people who collect cars. We know that. There are yeah. people who collect whiskey. There are there are people who collect handbags. So that's, that's not unusual. But what's after happening is, 
in the last few years, people are probably swapping their wealth for a collection of objects. They see it as kind of an index linked. They know a bottle of Middleton whiskey that's 25 years old is worth 4,000. So they just know it's there. Yeah. So that's, that's part of it. And again, I assume whoever buys the simulator and the Schumacher Irvine stuff, they'll have it in a man cave and yeah. it'll be shown and enjoyed. So there's two elements. There's the enjoyment of looking at a painting on a wall or, or maybe drinking that bottle of wine that's worth 10 grand or it's parked away for a rainy day or to hand on to the next generation. Absolutely. And are you seeing kind of many trends then in the world of, say, like sports and cultural memorabilia? Like, are there kind of different trends around that popping up among collectors? Everything that can be index linked, like, for example, um, Neil Armstrong, for some reason, obviously iconic when it comes to landing on the moon. He didn't sign many autographs. So when mm. his autograph comes up, there's, a, there's, a, there's a, a big a big effort to buy it because it's very, very rare. And again, it goes to the heart of anything. Anything that comes up that you know won't come again will always do very, very well. There are always people who will want that thing to add to their collection. You know the old phrase, what can, what can I buy for the man that is everything? Oh, yeah, I know a few of them. You yeah. Know, woman, sorry. Yeah, so obviously growth is not just antiques. Growth is Hermes handbags. There yeah. are things that 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 really straddle because again, the likes of Hermes, that brand, they don't make that many objects. So when they're marked, even the second hand, you can buy a brand new handbag and then get a profit first. Yeah, because the agents will give a profit for the Hermes handbag because the supply line is so is so narrow. So it's really about uh, supply and demand. And again, we go back to Irish whiskey. There's a huge demand in Asia and the state for, for Middleton whiskey, as an example. Yeah. Uh, and that's something that just, it's got to do with marketing and uh, desirability. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, we mentioned sport, we mentioned uh, pop culture, but you have some really, really interesting things in there. You alluded to some of them there um, in terms of the history side of things. So, you know, Titanic memorabilia, as you mentioned there, Jackie Kennedy letters. You even have a clock that John F. Kennedy had on his desk. Yeah, we have we have a de- we have one of we have two items. One is a lamp that was in in the White House and one was a, a, a clock. Um, and we have letters from Jackie Onassis to Patrick Moynihan, who was a very prominent uh, Irish-American politician, and some photographs um, included with it. So, again, the, he's an iconic 20th century figure, yeah. along with Muhammad Ali, etc. So I, I would say that they will sell easily. There's an inauguration book, the Time magazine one. That's 10,000 plus. That's a bit of a jump. But again, the Jackie Onassis letters are not that expensive. Mm, they're uh, affordable. For yeah, for, for somebody who wants something a little bit different for themselves or for a gift. So it's it's broad, it's 200 up to 30,000, 40,000, but I mean, each item, the, the value attached is based on merit and rareability. Yeah, absolutely. And have you ever, say, seen an item that might have been priced, like, say, for a couple of hundred, then sell for really high? Like, was there something that sort of surprised you? Um, well, without going into too much detail, there's a couple of items in this sale that were estimated exceptionally lowly when they were bought okay. recently, and they ended up costing a lot more. Um, like, one of the things that, that's not in this sale there was bought by the people I'm involved with was a lock of Michael Collins's hair. And again, it's guiding it at, at, at £500 plus, and it cost £18,000. Wowzers! Oh my goodness but again, me! You know, again, you've got to stand back and say, if, if that's what it means to you mm. is that and he's an he is seminal importance for our republic that we have Michael Collins and like how else would you get a lock of his hair 
Yeah. Like with DNA, with, with, with the proper provenance. It's not somebody pretending. Yes, so, this is va- actually stick. his hair, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, his walking stick in the previous auction made 52,000 sterling. So again, you're, you're going into people who want to put something up on a wall and say, I have that and nobody else has it. Yeah, absolutely. So when, when you go into a generic shop nowadays and you buy the table, you, you, you're pretty sure that 10 people within 150 miles have that table. Mm. Whereas these objects are pretty unique. Really, pretty unique. really unique. And in terms of, you know, uh, what should potential buyers and bidders know about the bidding process? You know, for any tips kind of for the newbies to this? Well, what I would say, Sinead, is like we had it in Dublin up until yesterday. It's gone to Belfast today. Yep. Belfast is not that from from your listenership. It's an hour up the road. It's on the Lisburn Road. It's definitely worth going to see it. Gormley's auctions, you, you log in, you register an account, just like you're registering to pay your electricity bill, and you bid, and that's it. And, and if you're outbid, you'll be informed. And then next Tuesday evening at 7 o'clock, the sale will start closing with lot number one, and you will get a fair warning digitally and say, well, lot number one's about to close. And if you're thinking, and will I press the button, won't I press the button, you'll get your chance. And then if you don't, it'll be gone. Yeah. So that's it. A lot of the timed auctions have become the way of it because of COVID. Yes. Because people were, weren't able to go to auctions during COVID. And the, the system that was put in place, it's called timed or final bid. And... Um, yeah, it's quite sad. It's a bit like the post office. People don't go there anymore. They just do it online. But that's the way auctions are. There will be nobody in the room next week except Oliver Gormley and his team. OK, but as you say, people yeah. can go now and see all of this stuff, that amazing uh, Ferrari simulator and the whole lot will be there, yeah. as you say, in Belfast. It's going to be such an interesting sale. I mean, as you outlined there, so many interesting things for people to, to peruse. I had great crack even this morning just looking through the stuff on the website. Stunning, stunning pieces there, Niall. No doubt it'll go exceptionally well for you. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks a million. Thank you. So more information, you can find them at GormleysAuctions.com. Okay, GormleyAuctions.com and that sale will close November 14th. The 11 to 1 show. I have music from Maroon 5 on the way and a special birthday request. But first, it's time to go back in time and we're going back to 2020. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 On this day in 2020, former Vice President Joe Biden is declared the winner of the US presidential race four days after the US election defeating sitting president at the time Donald Trump today is hug a bear day now this might be a bit confusing but it isn't about the big fuzzy beasts that roam around the forest hugging one of those could be very dangerous today is about your favorite teddy so for many a cuddly bear is often the first gift a child is ever given long afterward many people tend to carry them forward into their adult lives as memories of the past so today is the day to get out the teddy hug a bear day today LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drada, Dundalk and new Navin showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie. Joanne in Drada has been on asking, could we please wish her daughter Shauna a very happy 33rd birthday day today? Uh, absolutely, we can do that. Shauna, hope you're having a fantastic day. And mum, Joanne is thinking of you. This is for you. It's Maroon 5. 
Maroon 5 with this love. I mentioned this on the show before, but just to remind female entrepreneurs, the going for growth, um, uh, this deadline is fast approaching and past participants of this programme in Louth and Meath are encouraging female entrepreneurs who are determined to grow their business to apply for the award-winning business development programme. So the closing date is Friday the 17th of November. Okay, this is the 16th year of the programme. It's supported by Enterprise Ireland and KPMG and it helps female entrepreneurs achieve growth ambitions and helps sort of build stronger companies. You can find out more information goingforgrowth.com for all of the details. Now news at 12 is approaching but still to come not just Christy Dignam's daughter thank you very much. Kira Dignam is making her mark in the music world. Her debut album is out. Plus a play about the origins of a hit Netflix series is coming to the stage as well. That's all to come after 12 News. The 11 to 1 How would you like to win a holiday worth €3,000 or a PlayStation 5? More details on the way. On air, online, on your smart speaker, this is LMFM. Adele, hello. You're listening to Sinead Brazel here on 11 to 1. And how would you like to win a holiday over worth over €3,000? Yeah. Awesome. Great prizes each week from now until Christmas. That holiday, a year of free cinema, a PlayStation 5, gift vouchers. This is all with thanks to Scotch Hall. It's Santa's Shop and Snap Draw that they're doing. So every time you spend 30 euro or more across any of the shops in Scotch Hall in Drogheda, you'll have the opportunity to enter their Santa's Shop and Snap Draw. Now this week, the prize is fantastic. 400 euro worth of goodies from Be Perfect Cosmetics and a glam session with a makeup artist of your choice in store and... €150 voucher from DV8 Fashion Store. That is one hell of a prize. Fantastic. All you have to do is upload a picture of your receipt using Scotch Hall's QR code entry form. You can find them in in any of the shops. And stay tuned right here to LMFM to see if you're one of the lucky winners. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't mind that now. €400 worth of goodies from Be Perfect Cosmetics plus a glam session with a makeup artist and... 150 euro voucher for Deviate Fashion Store. So head in now, spend 30 quid or more, upload a picture of your receipt with the QR code and stay tuned to LMFM to see if you're one of those lucky winners. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Hi, I'm Max. The Simpsons has seemingly confirmed that they've retired their long-running gag of Homer strangling Bart in their latest episode. Have a listen to this. Whoa, that's quite a grip. See, Mark, strangling the boy has paid off. Just kidding, I don't do that anymore. Times have changed. Mariah Carey's revealed that new music is coming. She says that she's been working the past three or four weeks on just writing new songs. Yesterday, she was in the studio working on something with a choir. There are no men in the top 10 on the Hot 100 this week. It's the second time in history that this has happened after the debut of Taylor Swift's Midnight's last year. Tom Grennan is delighted to have won an MTV EMA award over the weekend. He said it makes it better because it was fan-led. Yes! I can't really believe this yet because I've just woken up. But apparently we, we have won an MTV EMA for the best UK and Irish act. 
and it was a fan vote. So this means you lot have gone out and voted and here we are, winners of an MTV award. Um, I really, really appreciate it. I wasn't expecting it at all. Um, but thank you. I love you so much. That's The Buzz. I'm Max. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. More Buzz later on with Eddie Caffrey on The Drive. Or if you want to fix right now, LMFM.ie. Ella Henderson, Joel Corey, heaven. Now it has taken three years to make. Kira Dignam finally releases her debut album to the world and she has given it a very tongue-in-cheek title. She's going to be joining me for a chat next. The 11 to 1 show. After years of, as she puts it, gigging in toilets, Kira Dignam signed her first record deal in September and after a really long slog, she's looking ahead optimistically now with the release of her album. It has a really tongue-in-cheek title, Nepo Baby. And the first single, What If You Got It Wrong, was released last week, written and produced by multi-award winning songwriter Don Meskel. The song is true to Kira's musical heritage, but there is no mistaking her powerful vocal style. And I'm delighted to have her on the line with me now. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Kira. Hey, Sinead, how are you? I am doing great. Thank you so much for joining me on the show. Now, it's been, you know, such a difficult year for yourself and the family to have this album out and the single performing well. It must be exciting. How are you feeling about it all? Yeah, it's amazing. I've gotten such a great response from people and there's so much support out there. A lot more than I would have expected. Um, I think... I'm very self-critical at the best of times, so it was a big deal to kind of come out with my own stuff after gigging so long um, in cover bands and stuff. So it was a, a, a big kind of step for me and it's totally different road. It's the road I've kind of always wanted to aim for. Mm. But when you're actually doing it, it's in theory, you say, oh, yeah, that's what I'm going to end up doing. That's what I want to do. But when you're actually starting off on that road, like it's scary. So it's, it's getting such a great response. I'm delighted and even more scary for you, absolutely. And, you know, you know, I've interviewed your, your great dad so many times in the show. And I remember off the air after um, I'd recorded an interview with him, I'd say it was April 2022. I was looking back over, over the notes today and I remember him saying, he goes, Sinead, before, before we go, you ju- just want to let you know, you better watch out. There's another Dignam on the way. And I says, oh, and he says, and she's way better at this than me. And I was thinking, who's he talking about? And he says, it's Kira, my daughter. He says, you watch, he said. Uh, so he had full faith in you. And, you know, he, he obviously wanted us to know about, about you. Uh, and he obviously didn't try to sort of advise you away from pursuing this. Um, I, well, I think in the beginning he did. Like when I was 13, 14, I was fully prepared to leave school and drop everything. And oh God. I, I was, just wanted to be a singer. Yeah. So you can imagine how frightening that is for a parent. So my mum and dad were like, not a chance in hell is that happening. But at the same time, he, they kind of wanted to encourage me to sing because they understood how much I loved it. And like singing was always been such a big thing for me. Like just through life, it was it, that was my kind of outlet. Music was my outlet and singing. So... It did frighten him a little bit, though, because he knows the industry. He knows mm. how tough it can be. Um, like it's, a, it's probably one of the hardest industries to be involved in, which he was very aware of. But I think it got to a point where he realised that I was going to do it anyway. Yeah. So he kind of had to support me. Yeah, well, this is it. Uh, absolutely, he did. And you did get to play some of the album uh, to your dad. Was that nerve-wracking? And did he have notes for you? <laughs> 
Oh yeah, he always had notes. He was it was always kind of, he he'd always big me up as you said, like he yeah. he did kind of, he was a cheerleader for me. But at the same time, like when we'd be sitting in the kitchen and listening to the songs, he would always have constructive criticism. Um which is which is what you want. You don't want somebody to say, Yeah, that's everything's perfect, everything's brilliant. Like you you need people to give you opinions. And obviously, like he had the knowledge, so I had to take on board things he was saying. Um, so yeah, it was it was nice to have that. Yeah. So I, I was glad that he kind of got to hear the album. Absolutely. And tell me about the title. I laughed so much when I saw this because I thought she's Good. getting That's ahead of the critics. Well. She's getting ahead of all the naysayers and the critics out there with this title. Exactly. Yeah, we all noggins, not just a hat rack. So <laughs> that's the thing. Like it was. It was always a case of, obviously you get the, you might get a hundred supporters and you'll get one person who'll be negative. And no matter how confident or sure of yourself you are, you will always concentrate on that one person. Mm. And for years and years, I used to look at that one person and try to prove myself and try to prove that I wasn't just here because, I wasn't just gigging, I wasn't just doing this because of my second name and because of who my dad was. Mm. And it meant so much to me to try to prove this to people. But I'm at the stage now where, without being arrogant or cocky, I know what I'm good at. Mm. I know that I was made to do this. Like, I wasn't, some people are made to work in an office and that's cool and they can succeed in that. This is what I was made to do. So, I can't concentrate on that one person anymore oh, because, yeah. you know, I, I think it's I think it's a very important thing when they say, if you believe you can or you believe you can't, you're right. Oh, totally. You know, so totally. if I concentrate on that one person telling me that I'm only here because of who my dad is and I'm not good enough, then I'm only going to be there because of who my dad is and I'm not going to be good enough. So I, I'm at the age now where I have to be sure of myself and I have to concentrate on the supporters. But then at the same time, I'll say, OK, do you know what? You call me a nepo baby, fair enough, I'll be in on the joke with you. Yeah. So that's, as you said, ahead of the critics. Ahead of the critics is right. And it's such a well-worn term now at this stage. It's been thrown about so much. And I'm, you know, as I mentioned earlier on there, I would say it's harder for somebody in your position entering the music business. There's going to be this, you know, level of expectation. You know, there's going to be, as you say, the references. You have to put all of that sort of stuff to the side. And and I think with this album, people are going to really, as, as your dad said, watch out and watch out for her is right because it has your stamp all over this and you have such an eclectic taste there's everything from blues in here rock pop there's a little country vibe going on here as well yeah that's it and that's exactly what i wanted i wanted to just have a little bit of of everything um and to kind of i don't want to be especially my first album i don't want to be put in one box i don't want to be put in a rock or pop or a specific genre i want to kind of have a little bit of everything because it means then you're not kind of you're not going with only women from the age of 20 to 40 or you're Mm. not going to you know i wanted men to listen to the album i want i want all age groups to listen to the album and then I suppose in my next album, I can, I can maybe, I'll pick a, a specific genre that, like, I love soul, I love R&B, yeah. I love those real, like, soulful voices. And um, that's kind of what I grew up listening to, like, listening to Etta James, Aretha mm. Franklin, Whitney Houston, like, those inflections in their voices, I just, I was obsessed with them. And that's the kind of music I love to sing. But a lot of this album I, I can kind of do those vocals as you said like in a country style song yes and i still got to do my vocals but i i even tried little genres that i didn't even expect that i would like and it 
kind of, well, I think it worked out. Oh, I'm happy with it. It definitely <laughs> did work. It definitely did. As I mentioned to you earlier on, this was the soundtrack of, of my morning. But, you know, the album was such a long slog. There was a lot of delays. It's been a real labour of love for you, this one. Yeah, it really has. Like I've said it before, it was this started out, I spoke to, to Don, the producer, like in early January 2020. And then everything was organised. Flights were booked to go to London to get recording and sit down right and get everything done. And then we literally went into lockdown like two days before we were to fly out. Not um, ideal, no. Not ideal at all. So especially when I was kind of looking to drop everything I'd been doing and say, right, I'm going to go full steam ahead with this. So that was kind of the first obstacle in the road. But I kind of was just, you know what, I have to just make it work. So yeah. we sat down, Darren, my husband, he play, I'm lucky enough, he plays guitar and piano. So we were able to sit in the house and we weren't going anywhere anyway. So we were able to sit down and walk out keys and go on Zoom with the producer. And we were able to do a lot of it that way, which is brilliant. Like technology these days is amazing. So it meant that we didn't need to, to travel to get 90% of the work done and it only had to be the recording. Obviously, the vocals had to be done in person. Um, so it was great that I was able to kind of get all that sorted in that. It kind of kept me occupied during yeah. lockdown, I suppose. Like it started off as an EP and then because we had kind of the four songs ready, then it was like, well, we're still in lockdown. There's nowhere to go. There's no gigs happening. And Darren actually said, why don't you just do an album? So progressed into an album so that's kind of where we are Absolutely and and you mentioned Don Meskel I mean absolute legend and uh, how did he come on board because uh, you know Nepo Baby or not someone like him is not going to just like you know jump on, uh, working with you just because of your dad He he's a man that recognises good talent that's for sure Yeah I think yeah you can't be fooled I mean if you're in the industry anybody who's in the industry as, as long um, you can't really fool them with I can't say the word with the ball, do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. you, if you're not if you're not kind of up to scratch, it's not going to happen. And um, I had I had met him kind of years and years ago when he was working with Aslan, and um, I had chatted to him about wanting to kind of get out there on my own and stuff. And he had said, "Look, get on to me, and we'll I'd be happy to work with you." And kind of I got really busy in what I was doing, and time passed and stuff. So I kind of met back up with him again, and um, he said, "Well, I have a few t- I have a few ideas that I think might work for you." And that's kind of, it kind of just snowballed from there. Amazing, because, yeah, he was in tune with who you are. Now, talk to me about the single, What If You Got It Wrong? Because this is, as I mentioned, a kind of bluesy rock ballad. Uh, but that chorus, the way that that chorus builds, oh, I absolutely love it. So this was a great choice for the first release. Yeah, and we actually, I have a song made just for me, which is kind of... Oh, I love that one. I was going to ask you, is that the next one? I That's yeah, one of my faves on there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and that's actually the one that I, I was, I, I expected to be the single because right. I just, as soon as I recorded that song, I sat back and I was like, oh my God, like, and anybody, girls, it's just kind of a girls anthem. Oh, it's, it's such a girls anthem. Yeah. yeah, it's the type of song I listened to as a kid and you think, you know, when you listen to a song and you think, oh my God, this was written about me. Yeah. Um, and any any of kind of friends or even online, because I, I played it a while back um, at a gig and people come to me going, oh my God, like that's, that's my song. Yeah. So that's exactly what I wanted. But you kind of have to you have to kind of work with what's out there and you're trying to do so much. There's so much work goes in. You can't just bring out a song. So you're listening to songs that are out at the moment and we just thought that What If You Got It Wrong was kind of more, it kind of showed more. It was, as you said, it's more bluesy, it's more rocky. It's kind of what you're hearing on the radio at the moment. So I was hoping that people might hear that and they'd really like it. 
and then that'll suck them in then to the rest of the song state. They're obligated to like the rest of the album then. Yeah, this That's is I'm trying to manipulate everyone. <laughs> that is it, absolutely. But when I heard that you're so right, it's such a girl's anthem that made made just for me. It really is. And I was thinking, oh, you know, see now if there was like a new Netflix series, right? And if there was like a dramatic love scene, that's the song that you want in there. Like, do you know what I mean? It's a yeah. perfect sort of vibe. It really, really is. Um, so the album is out, which means touring is going to be inevitable. No more gigging in toilets though, Kira. <laughs> As you no, mentioned. unfortunately no. <laughs> so what's the story in terms of a tour? So I'm kicking off um, the 14th of Se- or 14th of December. I'm in most theatre in Nice. Oh, brilliant, yeah. And then I have uh, Opium Live in Dublin City Centre. That's the, 20, the 27th of December is booked out and the 28th is still on sale. I think there's a limited amount of tickets there left. And then I'm doing the INEC on New Year's Eve with Damien Dempsey. And then from January, it's all over the country. Amazing. So, so yeah, so everyone kind of is on me. Yeah, online. absolutely. And, and could you come up this neck of the woods, maybe to the northeast region? Absolutely. Um, I, we actually have it on the list. Yeah, we're looking at theatres and stuff. So Brilliant. kind of... We're literally in the at the moment this week and next week we're kind of confirming all the theatres. So on all my social media, uh, like Instagram and Facebook and stuff, all the gig dates will be up on that. They're kind of being updated weekly at this stage, yeah. Um, which is amazing. Like so, with the album coming out, like we sold out the first night in Opium before right. I even had a single out, which was unbelievable. Like That's I amazing. thought four or five family and friends might come just to be polite to me and then it's all there and I was like I, I'm trying to work out the numbers and saying I don't have that many family and friends who's buying these tickets but uh, I look, I'm not going to complain It's great to see it really really is great to see people getting behind you but if you could sum up Nepo Baby in just a sentence or a few words how would you sum it up I might be putting you on the spot there now Oh yeah you should have prepared me for that one um, <laughs> As I said it's just it's not it's not one genre it's not one one box it's a little bit of not everything like I mean I don't have gangster rap in there but <laughs> it's a little bit of a lot of genres to try to kind of appeal to different age groups yeah. different different identities different whatever so I'm hoping it can appeal to everybody like any, I think I never like to even talk about lyrics with people because sometimes with songs or in interviews people say what's this song about and I hate answering that question yeah. because I've listened to songs where I take something, a totally different message from it and somebody might listen to one of my songs and think, oh, I love that song. It's about heartbreak. And I'm like, it's actually not anything to do with heartbreak. You know, so I think, I hope that people get different different messages and and I love when people come to me with what they get out of music yeah. and what, they, what message they get. So I'm looking forward to you know, getting back what people are kind of yeah. taking from the album. Oh, totally. And you're not the only one there in terms of, I have actually scratched that question from any of the, the lists of questions that I ask singer-songwriters because they all hate answering that question. And you're so right. It is kind of what we take from it. It really, really is. And I think if you were to tell me, say, what made Just For Me is actually about, it would sort of tarnish my idea of it. So you're totally right. I think it's, I think it's the right approach. Absolutely. Exactly. You don't want to influence people to, on what to think. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we are going to play What If You Got It Wrong. This is the single. Do you want to introduce it, sir? So this is my new single, What If You Got It Wrong. Here it is, Kira Dignam. Thank you so much. Thank you. You say... Oh, it's fantastic. Kira Dignam, What If You Got It Wrong, the single and the album, Nepo Baby, it's out now.
11 to 1 show. Mumford and Sons, Little Line Man and LMFM's 11 to 1 music by Westlife on the way after these. LMFM Job Search with Local Heroes, backed by Bordgosh Energy. Replace your old inefficient gas boiler with Local Heroes. Visit localheroes.ie. Drawhada car sales require a store person. It's a full-time permanent role. Salary will depend on your experience. To apply, please email info at drawhadacarsales.ie. Mag Trust Limited requires general operatives and machinists to join their production team in Tully Allen. To apply, please email keith at magtrust.com. Nace Oil Company Limited, the Maudlins Industrial Estate in Nace, are currently hiring for the position of rigid truck drivers in the Meath area. To apply, please send your CV to kathy at naceoil.ie. Don't forget, all the details of those jobs can be found on our local job section on lmfm.ie. LMFM Job Search with Local Heroes backed by Bordgosh Energy for gas boilers, heat pumps and electric vehicle charge point installation. Visit localheroes.ie Westlife with my love. Now, fans of Stranger Things, the hit Netflix series, I have some exciting news for you on the way. The 11 to 1 show. Sometimes a TV series comes along and it just becomes this huge cultural phenomenon. We saw it with Breaking Bad. We saw it with The Crown. We saw it with normal people during lockdown. And we saw it with this show. Yeah. Stranger Things. And now a play based on the world of Stranger Things is going to reveal the origin of the alternate reality universe known as the Upside Down. So there was a sneak peek for Stranger Things, The First Shadow and it's set more than 20 years before the events of the Netflix hit science fiction horror drama series and it was released uh, yesterday. So this new play is drawing on the lives of existing characters including Henry Creel, Bob Newby, Joyce and James Jim Hopper. So it's going to open in 1959 in the town of Hawkins as new student Henry arrives and his family find that a fresh start isn't so easy and the shadows of the past have a very long reach. So Stranger Things TV series writer Kate uh, Treffrey, she's uh, wrote this upcoming play and uh, she is uh, going to focus very much on another new character uh, called Patty Newby. So the main thrust of the story is that Patty and her budding romance with Henry, who we know who Henry becomes. I don't want to reveal too much for people who haven't seen it. But uh, also Dr. Martin Brenner, the mysterious scientist in the original series, he's going to make a return as well. And it's really the origin of how this upside down, strange kind of alien universe, how that was created and the impact that it has on the town of Hawkins. So Stranger Things, the first shadow, it's going to open on December 14th at the Phoenix Theatre in London. West End and it's going to have previews from November 17th so it could be a nice little early Christmas present for a Stranger Things fan Your home of great music There's the script with Hall of Fame Just before I go I want to let you know that Pat and his daughter Faye Short are going to be with me on tomorrow's show. They are bringing their show, Knuckle Down, to Drogheda. We're going to be chatting with them all about that on tomorrow's show. That is my lot on the show for today. Thank you to the guests and to you for your company. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday and I'll chat to you again tomorrow. Oh.
Listen back to the 11 to 1 show podcast on lmfm.ie or the LMFM app. LMFM. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.